this Sunday uh, we have an interesting guest who uh, is the first nutritionist we've ever had on uh, our Instagram live and we're super excited. Uh, we were referred um, to her uh, from a very special person, Cosmo, who's our trainer, who keeps us in shape. But he, he always tells us, guys, you can train as much as you want. But if you keep on drinking your beer, eating your sweets, and your Pop-Tarts, you're never going to get the results you need. We love you, Carlos. <laughs> so you need to get that in line, and no one is better to speak to than my wife, Vanessa Peroni, who, was, who is uh, an extraordinary entrepreneur, a nutritionist, and um, I think you all should go check out her website, Mode of Nutrition. There's so much content, it's amazing, uh, whether it's her blog, her videos that she does, the recipes that she has, um, very useful things and, and quite inspiring. So let's get into it. Let's get, uh, let's get deep. Let's, let's find out who exactly Vanessa Perone is, what motive nutrition is, and how it all started. Vanessa, the floor is yours. My goodness, what an intro, guys. <laughs> that was so nice. So just a housekeeping. You hear me okay? Everything's good? Yep. Perfect. Okay, good. Um, well, thanks for having me on. I, um, I guess how it started, I guess that's, the, that's how we're introducing. Yep. All right. Well, um, okay, can I start off? So I, I, did a, I went to school in nutrition. Uh, I did a bachelor's in uh, nutrition at the uh, University of Montreal, and I did a master's right after. Um, and I, I just always knew that the, my path in the nutrition field wasn't going to be the traditional one. Typically, dietitians will work either in a, uh, in a hospital setting or very clinical. And I just I was always, I guess, entrepreneurial. And I like doing a few different things. And so I always knew that I was sort of going to branch out on my own. And uh, that's it. And so as soon as I kind of graduated, I started taking clients. And when I first started, I used to literally take my things with me and I used to go to people's houses and I used to do house calls and that's how I sort of started and then until I kind of got my own space which my first office space was actually in my husband's gym so where you guys are that's where my first uh, my first office space was so we both started at the same time which is kind of crazy but but uh, that's part of our story I guess did you always know that you wanted to go into that field nutrition for me was no I didn't um it was um you know, and I, I think a lot of people can relate to that when you're kind of choosing those, you're looking into university and what, what courses they offer. Um, I was always in health and wellness and, and more of like the medical and the, and the sciences. I was always like drawn towards that academically. Um, and then I grew up in just very fortunate to have like a big passion for food. And so it, when I saw nutrition, it was sort of like that blend of science and food, and it just made total sense. Um, so yeah, that's why I kind of was drawn to that. But uh, no, I know, I, when I was younger, I wanted to be an ophthalmologist. Uh, I wanted to be a marine no. biologist, and until my mom told me I have to move away to like Australia, and I changed my mind. So I, I wanted to be everything, but this is <laughs> what I really stuck to. I like, on, I like on your blog where you say yeah, the, uh, the bio about yourself is... Uh, you, uh, you kind of uh, were born into it because we're born into an Italian family, right? So you kind of had no choice to, to go into that, at least food. I, I, I think so. And I, like one of the things that I, I, I say a lot is I feel, like, um, I feel like I won what I call like the food lottery when it comes to that because 
you, you don't realize it until you're older. Um, but especially in today's culture where, and it's one of the things that I'm passionate about right now is that I, I, people are growing up in more of a, of a diet culture than they are a food culture. So people grow up knowing more about carb cycling than about recognizing an eggplant in the grocery store. Like that's what it, that's what it is now. And it's sad because food skills are, is what we, is what we need to kind of, you know, keep building our health. And so I feel like I was really lucky to be born into that as much as, yeah. For sure. It's definitely a blessing for, for all of us that have that same experience. Yeah. Um, so our first question for you, you know, the fitness, health, nutrition, it's an industry that's so crowded and that has a lot of noise. It has a lot of great information, but also a lot of misinformation. Yes. So in your opinion, like, how do you, how do you stand out? How do you really go after your niche or, you know, deliver the value that you're, you're, you're set out to deliver? It's a good question. Um, I think no matter what your field is and something that I've learned growing, like as I've evolved is, um, is in the end, the only way that you can really be unique is, is if you really try to stay true to your yourself. So for me, it was kind of my roots that my passion for food culture and all of that stuff. So by staying unique to what I know, nobody else can replicate that. And so I think that's one of the hardest things when you see so many people doing so many great things, you feel like you have to be doing all of these different things, but if you just really stay focused on you and what and what you're good at, nobody, there's no other person that can do that. So um, I just try to stay as focused as, as possible. And I mean, because I studied, um, I'm, I'm a professional dietitian. Um, I, I, I try to showcase the value of that. And so um, in nutrition, unfortunately, what's hard in this industry is, you know, um, everybody eats. And so because everybody eats, everybody kind of, provides information but that doesn't really work that way when it comes to health and so by just using my um i guess my my, my title and my, my my background my school background I, I hope to educate properly and i think people are with all of this noise i think people are starting to recognize that they want information that they can trust at this point yeah for sure because you know everybody's looking for that instant quick fix yeah. and you know, there's nothing out there that will give that to you, but on social media, everybody's trying to say, you know, try this 10-day plan and you'll, you'll get the results that you normally would get over a year. So yeah. where do you see it going in the future? And, like, what have you noticed as a big change besides all the, the, the information coming from, you know, so many different sources? Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think it's interesting. There's been, like, a uh, even with Instagram, like, there's, like, a, a bit of a saturation with how people are consuming and how things are changing. I feel like people are sort of getting tired of the same things. I think apps are, are, are getting much bigger. I think people are going to be – there's so much information, even for myself. So, you know, recipes and, um, and whether it's fitness, you know, whether it's fitness plans. Like, there are a lot of these things that you can subscribe to now, like, in an app form. But I think that what is going to stay unique is – is, is the actual coaching. Like I don't see that ever being replicated by an app to really have somebody that you speak to on a weekly basic that basis that says, I know, you know, I know what motivates you and I know how to help you get to your goal. And so I, I think that anybody who's in the, that field, um, as long as they keep focusing on being a good coach, then you'll never be replaced by, by anything um, online. I like the way that you put that and I said, it's like you're a coach. Right, it's you go on your website and you're like okay, you can book a coaching session with yeah. me with 
when I used to live in Quebec City, uh, I used to eat at restaurants all the time. I went to go see a nutritionist, and I felt like it wasn't really a coach. It was like, okay, here's a piece of paper. This is what you eat. Um, run with it, right? Yeah. I like that coaching aspect that you provide. Well, what are, like, what's the main problem or issue that people are coming to see you with today in regards to coaching? There's a few. I mean, there's, there's a lot of... Um, not that many people ha don't know how to eat well. Like most people know the basics of eating well, but there's a difference between knowing and doing, right? Um, and so obviously, like when you start out, like I, I kind of want everybody to get on the same basis of what healthy eating should be. Like, so we'll do a bit of education one-on-one. Um, but then it depends on what, I call them wellness walls, what everybody has in their life. So I don't know what, what your biggest struggles are. If, if you tell me that your biggest struggle is kind of, um, willpower, which some people, that's what they'll say, but I know that that's not the case. It's, it's not so much a problem with having no willingness. It's maybe just they're not strategizing enough in advance, and so by the time they get home at the end of the day, they don't have the mental capacity to make a healthy choice. So to help them, it's like, well, we have to make these choices on the weekend, so when you get to the fridge and you open it, the choice is made. Yeah, yeah so that would probably be the biggest, the biggest issue. It's... Uh, and people talk about this a lot in the self-development world. It's known as like decision fatigue. When you kind of drain all your decision-making ability by the end of the day, in food and nutrition, that's super important. You want to make sure that you do as much as you can ahead of time so that you don't rely on willpower at the end of the day or you don't rely on lack of motivation. I, I, hear, I hear that so often. I'm not motivated. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's like you can't rely on If you rely on motivation, you're, we're doomed at the start. Uh, we have to rely on all sorts of other things. Yeah, and I think also, like, there's just so many different, like, new plans coming up, you know, and talk about, like, keto and going vegan, and, like, it's hard to find something you can commit to. Like, it's a life decision for the long term, so you make a global decision and make sure it's there, uh, you know, from this moment going forward. So, like, like, well, how do you address people that come to you and say, you know what, I heard keto is really good. I could lose like so much weight by just cutting up cards completely and yep. things like that. So I'm, I'm very open. Um, I kind of try to have a bit of a partnership approach with people who come in. And so I'm not going to shame anybody for wanting to do anything. Like I understand where people are coming from and I empathize with how hard it is to change your life. Like it's really hard to change habits. And so quick fixes are really good. Um, for the few people that are, 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 have already started at some form of a diet and, and it works for them and they want to continue, I will help them adapt it so that it's the healthiest it can be as long as I see that they can stick to it. But if I see them and I know that they're, let's say, doing something really drastic and they have a history of cycling diets, they have a history of like um, eating disorders, they have a history of an all or nothing attitude, then I will tell them this will not work for you. And in, in cases like like the keto diet, it is it's an extreme diet, and it's in, in science right now. It's studied a lot for extreme conditions, um, like extreme obesity, severe diabetes, a lot of neurological diseases, and, and extreme diets are valid for extreme conditions, in my opinion. So we can start with more of like a it's not as sexy or as fun to say, well, we just got to focus on small changes at a time, but that's what works. It's like. You know, you, you start saving for retirement. If you, if you could think and hope you'll win the lottery, fine, but you'll be in trouble like 40 years from now. Or you can just start saving like a bit every week and, and then be happy with what you have. Yeah. So we'll try to go that way, and I'll, but we'll try, I'll try to adapt it to whoever's in front of me. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Then you know, nutrition is one thing, and then there's fitness, and then there's like so many other parts of your life that all come together, and like you have to make sure it all fits in the right in the right sense. Um, yeah, well, I mean, even you guys, I'm sure so many things affect what you guys eat, right? Who you're yeah. with. Maybe you guys eat more when you're together than when you're with other people. You know, so there's so much. I mean, it's, into it. yeah, it's a little while we're at the office, and you know, we've been trying to like stick to something that's you know, something that works that's still relatively healthy, and we've gone through so many different uh, things from trying catering places, uh, cooking ourselves, which ended up being sometimes a bit too messy and take too much time, and now we're kind of, you know, finding that uh, that sweet spot that we can really that commit balance. to in the long term. Yeah. <laughs> I think the guys are really good, honestly, and I'm kind of the little devil on the shoulder <laughs> saying, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's order out, or, ah, that's not exciting enough, or, uh, you know, so... Yeah, I'll take I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of people deal with that. In fact, in sessions when I'm with when I'm working with people, I'll, I'll always ask, "What's the social support like?" So it's more, if somebody's coming to see me and their spouse at home is that person that's you know not really caring of what they're working towards and they're having you know they're pulling out the ice cream or the trigger foods or whatever it is. It's important to know what the, what because that's really difficult. Like you could be really wanting to work on something, but you're you're making it tough. So it's important to understand. Um, that could be another struggle that people have is who they live with. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So the next, um, the next questions we want to ask were more about like, you know, we're saying how you have to make sure all the pieces fit together right. Um, so how does it work for you? Like, you know, I know Cosmo, he starts the day sometimes at 5, 6 a.m. getting to the gyms for his appointments. I'm sure you definitely have some busy mornings. You have a, a, a young daughter that we hear tons about and that's uh, uh, that's a must be a real blessing for you both. And you know, how do you really juggle it all—the business, raising a family, um, and everything else that comes? With it? Um, it's uh, I've come to understand that it's not uh, not so much of a balance than it is of a of a blend. I think um, we both really, my husband and I both are really happy with what we do, and we we we're, we are conscious that this is sort of the life that we chose and so as flexible and the good that comes with having your own businesses you do have to make it work and it's extra work and it's harder but we're lucky to do a lot of other things um but one of the ways that we make it work is uh well in a in a, in a as a family is to just really be partners as much as possible so depending on their schedule making sure that the other person kind of picks it up but we do a lot of planning in advance so um just to give you guys an example, today is Sunday. Uh, our daughter wakes up really early. She was up at five today. Oh. <laughs> um, and so, but this is our day. This is the day that we're both home. And it's really tempting on a day that we're both home to just not want to move at all. But I know that if, if we don't just kind of push through and do a little bit of prep work in advance, it's just going to be so hard for the rest of the week. So did all of our stuff, groceries, a bit of prep, a bit of cooking. Um, and so that's, probably one of the ways that we that we keep on top of it is by doing things in advance as much as we can. Yeah, for sure. You gotta, gotta be prepared because if you if you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? So. Yeah, and not being too impressed about it. I think it's so hard with the balance of it all and it's just, you know, some days you let things go and, and you pick your battles. Like balance to me is not about having everything all together all the time. There are periods of when we're both super busy and so something is going to slack. So maybe my, my fitness or my training, I won't hit the gym as often because I'm, I pref I'm making the conscious choice to, that to work. 
Um, or, you know, I'm making the conscious choice to pick up my daughter earlier from school because it's important to me than leaving her later and, and, and doing something else. So, um, but they're all decisions that I, that I'm making consciously and I try to not stress out too much about it and get guilty about anything. Of course. I guess kind of, uh, and I saw it's, it's inspiring to hear you speak because I think everyone can relate, right? Um, everyone has that kind of busy lifestyle and see that you can make an excuse or like you say, you can plan and make it work and, and work as a partnership. Yep. Um, you have a lot of valuable insights. So I'd be curious now to go on to the business side, given that you are an entrepreneur, right? Is what's the greatest lesson you have learned, you know, going into business and working for yourself right now? My goodness, the greatest lesson. There are, there are tons. Um, depending on where you are and what stage you are at in your business, you need to stay very flexible. Um, flexible in the sense that, you know, to grow, I think one of the things that helped me the most in the last few years is just recognizing what to delegate and when. And that's really, especially since my life has changed so much, um, I can't physically do everything that I did the first couple of years when I was on my own, had no child, children, um, had all the time in the world. And so delegating has been huge for me um, and working and hiring people that are better at me, broader than me at what they do has been amazing. So especially now with social media and photographers and I think recognizing that so you can stay really focused on what you do best um, is really important and it's very hard. Um, I work with, um, I have a mentorship program with, that I do with dietitians and so I'll work with them one-on-one -on -one and kind of give them pointers on their careers. And it's something that I see a lot among dietitians as well. It's really hard to sort of delegate these kinds of things. You guys must, you guys are a team, but I'm sure maybe it's something that you guys can relate to as well, right? Sure, 100%. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, that's great advice. It's not often as easy, right, to delegate and, uh, yeah, like just, you said, to grow. Yeah. Virgo is like <laughs> more, more of the type, you know, where it's clean cut, this is what we need to do, but amazing. Yeah. Well, and especially now, because everything, I don't know, sometimes it feels like even with social media, there's always like a new thing, and yeah. it's like, well, okay, now we've got to do these, and now we've got to do stories, and now we've got to do, you know, lives, and now we've got to do, and it's, there's just so much, so much, so yeah. much, and so you need to kind of keep stacking things on, um, but you can't do it all yourself. That's when you need to realize like, okay, if I'm gonna stay relevant and do all of this new stuff, then I need I need people to support me. Of course, of course. Uh, good point, Vanessa, good point. Well, uh, we don't wanna take up more of your Sunday, because Sunday and you're spending it with your family all together, you know, which is not always easy to do. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we're gonna put the post the link uh, of your website on the video. We're going to be posting the video. I think everybody should go on to your website. There's so Thank much you. good content. And uh, reach out to Vanessa. And, and I think that whoever does and when they do, they're going to really appreciate it. Okay, and you guys let me know if you guys want me to come to your office and raid your kitchen or something. That'd be my pleasure. <laughs> we can definitely use it. Yes, yes, we're going to take I'll do it. I'll yeah. come. It'll be fun. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great Sunday, Vanessa. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.